The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Off the ball, Shane Haddon is with me now. Uh, looking forward to uh, um, France and the Republic of Ireland tonight. Yeah, yeah I think... The, the looking way in, forward. <laughs> the way in which you delivered that, Pat, is I think the way a lot of Irish fans feel about the game tonight. Um, tentative, nervous, um, probably accepting of what might be about to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't want to be humiliated, but our expectations of winning have to be low. They do, and and when you got the news of Evan Ferguson's injury, all of yeah. a sudden that those expectation levels go from Jesus, you know, if we could stay in this game for sixty minutes, you never know. To, well, look, this is yeah. a mountainous task ahead of us uh, as an Irish team. You feel sorry for Stephen Kenny; he's had so much bad yeah. luck. Well, that's the point we referenced before that sometimes victory comes from the fact that you're a lucky general, <laughs> uh, and in his case, he's been a very unlucky general. I don't know what Stephen Kenny did in the past life, but he's uh, he's been punished for it now, Pat, because he's just one thing after another, whether it's injuries or suspensions, uh, and to have your talisman, your main man, Evan Ferguson, especially off the back of a hat-trick in the Premier League, yeah. his confidence is at an all-time high, uh, for him to be injured, uh, and, and he's he's revealed Stephen Kenny. We thought it was a knock that happened at the end of that Newcastle game at the weekend, uh, but apparently it's, it's been an injury that, that Evan's been carrying for a little bit of time, and now just seems to be the time where he needs to rest, and unfortunately for an Irish from an Irish yeah, perspective, it's now... I mean, who's paying his wages? Uh, Brighton are paying his wages, exactly. therefore they say, look, Evan, we need you to be tip-top for the rest of the, the Premier League season. If you play on this, and who knows what would happen in a rough house in Paris or <laughs> in uh, Aviva, so... Exactly, and yet you have to do it. Look, it's, 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 about, it's about as scary a double-header as you can possibly imagine. So France tonight at 7.45 Irish time, 8.45 local time at the Parc des Princes in Paris, and then the Dutch come to Dublin on Sunday. Uh, like... I mean, if we could, if we could somehow muster up um, two points, even a couple of draws, yeah. uh, we'd rip your arm off for that. But it, it seems highly unlikely. When you think back to the Dublin game against the French and Mike Magnan, the French keeper, made an unbelievable world-class save at the end to, to you know, uh, I guess nurture that one 0 lead for France. Uh, Seamus Coleman had Kylian Mbappe in his back pocket. Coleman won't be involved this time. Matt Doherty suspended as well. Yeah. You wonder though, uh, I mean, you can't be a, a football player at the top level without having a you know, fairly st- strong ego. Oh, of course. I mean, I can take on Mbappe. You know, that kind of way. <laughs> yeah. you have, you've got to believe that in your head. Yeah, whether and whether or not it's realistic, you have to believe it. And certainly yeah. Seamus Coleman believed it that night. And, and look, Seamus Coleman's a top-level Premier League footballer. There's no reason why on his day he can't handle Kylian Mbappe. Um, but it would just strike fear into you. Kylian Mbappe on this pitch in particular in, in Paris, he's well used to it. Um, they could do damage. And, and the question is, I guess, Pat, what damage would lead to question marks over Stephen Kenny's tenure? I mean, you know, if, yeah. if they were to lose 3 or 4-0 tonight, if they lose 3 or 4-0 at home then on Sunday, is that the end of the Stephen Kenny tenure? Uh, he would make the point like he's given, I think, 18 players debuts. He's certainly nurtured a, a better style of play than we've been used mm. to in, under recent managers. Maybe you should give Vera Pau a call. <laughs> well, she's certainly free now, so uh, maybe. Ahead of the Dutch game, maybe on Sunday. Just to, to get a, a read of the FAI. You know, <laughs> it, could, it could be interesting. Um, still staying on football, um, and uh, a young man called Dara Gorman. Yeah. He's 11. Oh, this, is, this is an amazing story, Pat. So this, this video went viral at the weekend at, at Liverpool match. So this young uh, lad, I actually know him and his, and his parents, Kenny and Shelley from, from, from Monaghan. Um, but he's got a disability called Cromelin syndrome. means he has no arms from the elbows down. He's missing femur bones in both legs as well. But there was this, he's part of the Liverpool Disabled Supporters Association and there was a beautiful video of you never, you never walk alone ringing out through Anfield at the weekend and he's an absolute 
bits. He's bawling, crying. He's in, he's in this tears. Is tears of happiness. Tears of happiness. Tears of pure joy that he can't believe he's there in Anfield to witness this in front of the cop. Um, and it just got me thinking about about chanting, generally speaking, uh, and chanting in football because it's it's an issue that is cropped up different times I don't know if you head over to matches yourself but when you head to games there are pubs even around Old Trafford yeah. and Anfield where chanting is just part of the culture um, but then there are there are darker elements to, to chanting as well I think Jimmy Carragher and Gary Neville have spoken quite yeah. consistently about this as well the whole idea of tragedy chanting um, and, and you get it I was over at Old Trafford last year for the 5-0 spanking Liverpool handed United and you know, you're seeing United fans chanting horrific things about Hillsborough. You're seeing Liverpool fans doing the, you know, the airplane kind of symbols with their arms back to, to represent the Munich air disaster. And so it got me thinking. It, it turned a beautiful thing in my mind, which I probably shouldn't have done, but it, it got me thinking about the the negative side of it as well, which mm. has to be discussed, I guess. And how do clubs eliminate it? I mean, they ask their supporters, "Do not sing this song." 100% and they have a number of times even uh, as recently as, as last year Parchi Sung the former Manchester United player did a podcast with an official club podcast and he spoke about a chant uh, that referenced um, eating dogs or Koreans eating dogs and, and this has been a chant that's been at Old Trafford in the stadium and outside the stadium for years since Parchi Sung was a player at Old Trafford and he said this is actually offensive to me it's racist uh, and, and and certainly that chant has been has been dialed down at Old Trafford still exists yeah. but it's been dialed down you, you know parents will sometimes say I'll bring you to Anfield or Old Trafford or the Emirates or whatever it might be where your team is playing and they don't prepare the kids <laughs> for the grown up world of football oh, for the language the language I mean I, I don't know how many kids certainly I probably when I was a kid going to Ireland matches uh, at first I think I was 7 or 8 going to Ireland matches and probably learned my first bad words at, at football matches you know but that's just the way it happens um, but it is a wake up call I think for parents and it's something you probably don't don't think of you think oh this is going to be beautiful taking a kid to a match they're going to see their favourite players up close and personal and then they might have some uh, some vitriolic yeah. and loud fans around them that and, and sometimes the match is not that important it's not a, a like a a grudge match. Yes. It would always be, say, Manchester United, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Manchester United last weekend. Those kind of matches and the hatred, the bile yes. uh, spills out in spades. Other, you know, mid-table matches that don't really count, it might be a much more genteel occasion. Exactly. It can be. 100%. You, you can choose your fixture very wisely, I think. But look, th- th- there is another aspect of chanting as well. And I've been in pubs before matches where, I mean, it just builds up the atmosphere. And certainly there's a singing section to Old Trafford now. The cop, of course, in Anfield, there's a singing section. Uh, and it definitely adds to an atmosphere. Like you, you kind of need that in, in stadiums. Roy Keane often spoke about the the prawn sandwich brigade that would come to Old Trafford and kind of sit up and eat their sandwiches, drink their wine. And, and there is an element of that still. And there's a tourist element. I, I guess we're guilty of it as yeah. well, heading over from Ireland. But there certainly is a a touristy feel to, to matches in mm-hmm. in some of these big Premier League clubs. Chanting helps. Yeah. Now the 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 disaster and tragedy chanting you talk about, and, and it takes other forms as well. Uh, you're talking about at the FA Cup final in in June, and a man uh, wearing a Man United shirt with comments oh, on it. Yeah, I, I think the the T-shirt, which is horrendous, uh, was of course ninety six Liverpool fans that that, that uh, were killed in the Hillsborough disaster. And the T-shirt said something to the effect of "96 not wasn't enough," which is horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And and you get chanting of of similar. Uh, what happens to guys like that if they're seen on camera, for example? Did they get banned? They get banned one hundred percent. So I guess the, the 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 nature of football matches now in these top stadiums, and even you think of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, for example, uh, the cameras, every seat in that stadium has a camera on it. You could you can you can mm. be spotted no matter what or where you're seated in the stadium. Uh, so if you're seen doing racial, you know 
gestures or whatever, monkey gestures, which has unfortunately so happened. So it's as not well. the, the cameras that we see, obviously, are the transmission uh, cameras, but there are cameras focused on the crowd oh, all are. the time. 100%. Yeah. And, and that's how fans are caught, generally speaking, doing, you know, with these chat. It's difficult with chance because, you, you know, you'd need a lip yeah. reader to kind of make out what people are saying. Um, but certainly with, with racist, I guess, gestures and that sort of thing, it can be caught. Or if someone's stupid enough to wear a t shirt like that uh, and saying, look at me, I mean, mm. They deserve to be banned. And look, I guess you can get legal people involved as well. Charges can be brought. So it's a stupid thing to do in the first place, but not least when you think of the repercussions as well for yourself. Anyway, the fields of Athenry is okay. It's okay. Although the Trevelyan family may have <laughs> reservations about it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Anyway, uh, it all adds to the, the atmosphere. Some of it offensive, not acceptable, but a lot of the stuff just gets you going it does. in time for the match. Uh, Shane, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.